welcome to Awakened with Victoria Bond. I'm your host, Victoria, and I am absolutely honored to bring you this podcast where we will be getting raw, real, turning our consciousness, removing the old energies that do not align, and turning up our capacities as human beings and spiritual beings. I will be bringing you mediumship. I will be bringing you channels. I will be bringing you points of view that will shift your perspective and realign your body, your mind, and your soul. Enjoy this ride. This comes from my heart to yours. And know that while you're listening to this, indeed, you are helping to create this. Enjoy the ride, and I'll see you inside. Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a beautiful, glorious day. And today I've been guided to talk to you more about money. So money is one of those topics that I seem to trigger people about. And my clients, they do not hold back when they're getting triggered when I talk about money. They have told me, you know, when you talk about money, Victoria, it feels, I feel a trigger within me. I feel a charge. And that is when I say, excellent, we're getting somewhere. Let's have a chat about what that trigger is for you. And this is where they have breakthroughs. So I love the conversation about money. And, you know, the truth is I am a 3-5 projector. So I've got that five line, which means I do trigger people because I am a mirror. I'm a mirror for what it is that they are choosing. And also, you know, where they've got those triggers, where they've got that shadow lying as well. I can definitely pick out parts um, of people and so there's no kind of surprises that when I talk about money people get triggered there's so many mistaken beliefs and limiting points of views about money there's a lot of conditioning a lot of programming of course about money it is everywhere from the television every single day the tv ads you know, pretty much just putting that in your face. You want this, you want this, you want this, you want this. And that has happened since you were a child. Now, we, to prove my point, we know that when we're watching TV, if you watch normal TV these days, or you'll remember from back in the olden days, if you're an adult, we used to have TV ads. And on those TV ads, you'll notice that in the morning, around the time that the cartoons and what now and all the different whatever's in your country are those programs that came on for the kids from about 6 a.m. in the morning. In the TV ads, it was all ads to sell to children, selling the Play-Doh, selling the Lego, selling the Barbies. And I remember personally watching Barbie ads and it was like watching a little movie. You've got the cars and you've got the the camper van and you got Ken and you got the all the Barbies having a party, a pool party. And I mean, they're selling not just one Barbie. They're selling the entire experience. This was very programmed into our minds from the time we were watching television. So this could be going into our minds before we even remember our first memories. So it's it's safe to say that we have been deeply programmed to want 
things that we don't have. Now, this is not a bad thing because in the scheme of things, I do believe that we can have all that we truly desire. But when you are being programmed from an extremely young age and the chances are very high you know, that you you can't have every single thing that you want. You probably can't even fit it into your house. Even if your parents were able to buy it all for you, the chances are, you know, even now as an adult, all the things that you ever think you've ever wanted, you wouldn't be able to have enough room to fit it all into your house or your property, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, you're always going to feel like you wanted more. And that has been certainly programmed in... Um, from an extremely early age. The other thing is the conditioning. So that's the programming part of it, like just a little snippet of it. But the conditioning part of it's really interesting as well. And this is different for every single person, whether you were brought up with money, if you were like kind of what they would say like lower class or, you know, you were kind of average, so medium class or higher class or, you know, however, however you say it. It depends on where you were at in society and what your parents' experience was with with money and their jobs and the area that you lived in and, you know, that kind of where you sit in society will kind of, yeah, vary on what your conditioning is. Now, many people would have had lack and they just knew that they just couldn't get all of the toys that they wanted or the motorbikes or you know all the things or go to dancing or you know as many sports as they wanted to they just knew that it wasn't a possibility for them and if they can't couldn't see the bigger picture then they would have grown up thinking it's just not a possibility for me being a millionaire having a yacht or having a plane or traveling the world or having the beautiful things that I desire is just not in my it's just not in my reach, you know. So that that's a conditioned mind there. Um, of course, when we're average class, medium, you know, class or however you want to put it, then you know that if it's the kind of that conditioning of if you work hard, you can get what you want. You know, if you work hard, you can get what you want. But follow the rules. So I'm just generally speaking here, by the way, because this is going to start triggering stuff and people. So I was kind of in that medium class, um, I suppose, really, where my mum and dad, my dad worked really hard as a cabinet maker. And I always was told, work hard and you'll get what you want. But you have to work really, really, really hard for it. And you've got to follow the rules and you've got to turn up early to work and you've got to, you know, just work hard and always, you know, carry your name with pride and um, be grateful for what you've got. And there was also this underlying energy of don't ask for too much. You know, the, the, the higher expression of all of that, of course, was my parents really tried to instill the morals within us children of being grateful for having each other. Um, holding your head high um, and family is, you know, more important than than money and all of that stuff, which was beautiful to to be told and to kind of live by that. But on the other end of it as well, it was kind of like, well, maybe we shouldn't be wanting money because 
you know, we're so lucky we've got each other and because we don't have money. So it was kind of this interesting energy of if I want more than just me and my family and my siblings all being close, if I want more than that, will that create separation? And that is something that's kind of sat with me and it was unspoken. No one said this, but when we want our tribes to stick together, we kind of want to stay similar, don't we? And this is what I see with the conditioning of the unspoken expectations, projections of society is this staying average, staying in the middle class, not trying to be better than, which is kind of interesting because that is just there as kind of a conditioned program. It's a program running. If you want too much, if you have too much, therefore you are showing that you are better than. So are you willing to dissolve and eliminate those points of views, please, if anything's coming up within your body right now? Because as I'm speaking this out, I'm like, holy shit, that is so true. And we see this everywhere. This is a part of the system to keep, you know, you wanting the whole Barbie, you know, experience with all of the things, but having to work your ass off to get one little bit at a time and still not wanting to take too much because you you want to stay you know stay average uh stay in the you know 90% of the world type of thing interesting yeah and then of course we've got the higher class and what i've noticed with my clients here is you know the the above average uh, money mentality or um money um, experience so they may have been born into money or or receive money or w- whatever it is and what I've noticed about a lot of my clients when I've been doing this money mindset work is some of them had money they had horses um, or lots of properties or they seemed to right so maybe they didn't really maybe there was more debt than there was anything else but on the kind of external what it looked like was oh she's got money she's got money we don't have as much money as she does and this this is all happening in the playground you know so my client said to me I I got bullied and I got pushed out because we had horses I got bullied and I got left out because my dad seemed to have money the truth is we never had money the bank owned money, there was more debt than there was anything else, but my dad liked to play with big numbers. Isn't it interesting? Children don't judge, but when they're conditioned, they are from a super early age of this is what our money mentality is. This is what you do with money. You know, you've got to work hard for your dollar. You've got, you know, all these different things is happening from such an early age. That when we see somebody with money or with a nice car or you notice that your friend has got really nice clothes and, you know, you're eight years old or nine years old, I find it's around about that kind of like, I suppose around about 10, it really started kicking in for me. And I'm looking around and noticing that my friends have got labeled clothes and I don't really have a lot of clothes compared to them. Of course, my parents looked after me well, but 
yeah, and then I noticed lots of different things. They can do what they want. Every time they ask for money, their parents give them money. Now, <clears throat> of course, this has got nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But from a 10-year-old's point of view, with the programming going on, you start feeling inferior, you know, and um, the lower expression of that in the playground is people start, you know, creating separation. The kids start choosing their groups, determining on what the money um, reality is in, within the families. Now, this is why we have so much conditioning within our society. And so I want you for a moment just to sit, where were you at? Did you have lack? Did you have it just enough? Did you have more than enough? Whereabouts is that? And then where did that separation start playing out? Now, you may have not created any separation. You may have just gone away, along for the ride, but I can guarantee somewhere in your life you felt judgment for having less or for having more. And when I started working with my clients that had the supposedly more money and how they felt that separation and, you know, these girls were quite pretty as well and they had the horses and, you know, there's a little bit of an energetic, um, uh, you know, collective when it comes to horsey people that usually they have to have money and, um, you know, a bit of competition there as well. Sometimes there's some high achievers and, you know, so there's the whole energy there as well. And it's just kind of fascinating when we think, okay, what happened? Where did that happen? And how did that create less or more with me going forward? You know, so I know that with one of my clients when we were doing this money mindset and she had always seemed to have money, she said, I am petrified of having money now because I was so judged for having it when I was a child. And it was and it was just fascinating when she told me that. So now as a single mum, she always has just enough, but she very rarely allows herself to have excess. So we worked on that. Um, so yeah, absolutely fascinating. Now let's look at the facts about money. So one of the things about money is we have to understand that money does not actually have any judgment of you. And so therefore, it doesn't leave you on purpose. It doesn't stay with you on purpose. It is literally just neutral. Okay. And I quite often like to compare money to relationships. Relationships can turn to custard. So they can turn toxic very quickly if we bring judgment in of how the other person in the relationship is meant to act. And it's the same thing with money. If you have money and then you start judging it and you judge it on how it should make you feel and how it should serve you, you are going to have a toxic relationship with money. So what I did was, as well as serving um, myself, when I first began this journey of kind of awakening, I worked on my relationship and I worked on my money. They went hand in hand together. As I enhanced my relationship and I got a better relationship with my husband because I stopped judging and expecting him to make me happy, I did the same with money. 
So I thought, what if I just played with the relationships? You know, what if I just played with these relationships? Same with my kids. Rather than trying to mold my children into what I never had or never was, you know, um, what if I just saw my children as a relationship with no expectations or judgments, just it is what it is, and allow it to grow and blossom as the soul connection that it truly is. So yes, you can have a soul connection to money, but it's up to you in which expression you play with that. If you come from a space of, oh my God, money comes and it goes. As soon as it's in the bank, it just, it's already spent before I even get it. Money is one of those banes of my life. You know, I do my budget and I always come up short or I always just have enough. And it's annoying because I can never get ahead of myself. There's always a bill. There's always something. There's always something that I need money for. Um, It is like the root of all evil. It creates so much separation and drama. You know, I hate money. Now, a lot of people think that way. This is from that conditioning. It is definitely from the conditioning. So that is one way. That's kind of what I used to think. I used to love it because I was like, oh, I love it when I get it because I get to do my budget. I get to, you know, if I'm lucky, I've got some left or maybe I got a little bit of a bonus from my boss because I sold lots of products. Yay. You know, and I loved that. And then I would like, it was gone. It was gone. We've also been programmed because we've been told that banks are amazing. Oh my God, banks are amazing. You put your money in there and, you know, if you get a loan, they like 15% interest, you know, 10%. If you're lucky, it's like five. But thank you for looking after my money. So you're programmed to think that a bank is just amazing you know to borrow the money and but in in fact it's the biggest business that you have we've ever had here is banks they are a business (laughs) they're not really here to look after us they are a business making bucket loads of money off us right but we've been programmed to believe that the banks are our best friends um so if you use them correctly and there's loopholes and stuff but most people end up just thinking it's the way it goes, you get a loan for this and this and this and this, and that is it. And you're pretty much in debt for the rest of your fucking life. So just have a think about that with the programming in your banks, with banks, and see what you kind of feel about that. Um, And then you get like 2% bonus if you have a savings account. While they're using your money to borrow to other people and gaining, you're getting 2% interest, and they're gaining over there 13% on the high high you know high percent loans it's it's so interesting so they're using money and creating bucket loads of money because money is neutral and money says well hey you can play with me in any way you want to play because I don't have any judgment so it's just fascinating so where was I going I just went on a little bit of a tangent about banks that just kind of flooded through then so The thing is with money and relationships is if you start a new relationship, if you start nice and fresh with money, right, and you say, okay, I like you, 
And I would really like to create a healthy, beautiful, magnificent life with you. I see that you can enhance my life in so many ways. I think together we can be stronger. And if we're both positive in this relationship and we both come to the table and you mirror me and I mirror you, you and we both you know, check in to see how we're going continuously. We both can keep working on this relationship. I just feel that it's going to be amazing. And if something happens and we kind of, you know, take a step back and we we need to do some more work because there's a bit of an energy leak or something comes up from the past or something unexpected comes instead of, you know, fighting about it or instead of bringing our ego in, what if we just work through it? How does that feel? Now that could have been a new relationship or that could have been your relationship with money. You know, so that is way different to what I just said about the money as a root of all evil. You know, that person driving those um, convertibles is a rich prick. Um, excuse my language, but you know, even my, my, one of my best friends the other day, I told her I'm getting a convertible one day and it's not on the top of my list, but I thought, wow, if I'm allowed excess, why not get a convertible, live at the beach, you know, windows down, all the things. And she said, I just can't stop thinking about old sleazy men driving around in convertibles, showing off that they've got money. Hmm. I laugh because I just think it's funny because I was like, well, I'm going to be one of those people in a convertible and I'm still going to pick you up. <laughs> and she, well, So we laugh about it, right? So there's no judgment on my friend. We talk about it. But it isn't that conditioning. You know, where did she pick that up from? She had to pick it up from somewhere. It might have been a TV ad. might have been a parent. It might have been, you know, um, just energy in the society so the other way that we can think about money and like I just said you know how we can have that relationship with money is the money mindset so the opposite of what I said about if you you know how if you think kind of badly of money you can think like okay I love money because money puts clothes on my back Money puts beautiful, delicious food in my mouth. Money keeps me warm and sheltered by paying for my power, paying for the roof over my head, the blankets that I wear, my socks, my underwear. Money helps me feel good about myself because I have beautiful perfumes and makeup and I can get my hair done. Money helps me get to my job. It helps me get to places where I want to get to because I can get the bus or the train or have a car or maybe you've got a push bike. Money helps you help people around you because you can buy them presents or take them out for lunch or you can pay it forward by gifting somebody you know, a coffee or like the other day um, I was able to buy my brother some shoes like and it just felt so good. I flicked some money into his bank account. Here you go. Go buy yourself something. It felt good, you know, and it's the second pair of shoes I've bought him. So it felt really, really good that I was able to gift my money to somebody else. And because it felt so good, I'm like, I'm going to gift this money 
to somebody else and I'm going to ask for it to come back to me 10 times because me and money, oh my God, we've got such a great relationship. Money can gift you gift you all sorts of things. Magic and miracles happen when you've got a great relationship with money. People win things like all of a sudden you just receive money codes. So the reason why I love money so much is I'm able to express myself through what I wear. I'm able to express myself with what I create and I require resources for that. So I'm able to pay for different resources with the money that I have. I'm able to also pay people to work for me, which helps them have money to play with to create more for themselves. So, I mean, I could go on and on about this all day long, right? But at the end of the day, without money, you don't have the clothes or the food. You don't have the heating. You don't have the the niceties in life, like the makeup and the hair and the you know, going out for lunches or going on holiday, you know, aeroplanes, like going, buying tickets to go away. We don't have these things without money, but we still, a lot of the times, if we're coming from our ego self and our conditioning, we come from a point of view that we still fucking hate money. Isn't that interesting? Money is a necessary evil. How many times have we heard that That is the lowest frequency energy I could really think of right now. Money is a necessary evil. Oh my God, even just saying that right now reminds me, I've heard that so many times, that there's a program, that there's actually an implant. (laughs) Money is a necessary evil. So can we dissolve and eliminate all points of views, considerations, projections, expectations, conditionings, and programs connected to money is a necessary evil? Oh my God. If you're not feeling charged right now, I'm very, very surprised because even I'm feeling charged. So how can we have the best relationship with money? Like, you know, it's all very good and well me saying, hey, look. Hi money, how are you? You know, I'm Victoria, let's play, let's come into this. But that takes a certain amount of mindset. It takes a certain amount of uh, doing the deconditioning, doing the unsexy work, doing the self-parenting, doing the timeline therapy, really. Going back to those first money memories and going... What was that? What was my reality? When was that first time I was disappointed with money? When was that first time that I realized, oh my God, I fucking love money, you know? So you may, you'll have like conflicting, um, kind of like, you know, as a polarity. So you'll have conflicting memories, like, oh my God, that time I couldn't go to the party because I didn't have enough money you know, and as more than likely you were living at home and, you know, for some reason you couldn't afford to because maybe your your parents didn't have the funds. And then the other side of that is, oh my gosh, you know, I grew up and then I saved up and I went on holiday for the first time or my first camping trip or, or I bought my first program, I bought my first car, you know, oh my God, I went out for dinner, you know, um, 
and it felt so good. You can see the polarity here. I love it, but I hate it, and I love it, but I hate it, and I need it, but I don't want it. I throw it away as soon as it comes in. Now, if you don't have money, then you've got some stuff going on, right? Um, this is why I've created Money Aligned, which is my latest program, because Money Aligned is really digging deep and taking those times to actually sit with, you know, sit with your journal and go, what were those first memories and what is the truth now and how can I eliminate and dissolve those points of views and bring in my new beliefs? It's so important to see where you have been functioning from and why you've been functioning that way. You're never going to know exactly why, but you're going to have like memories resurface. You know, if you're being programmed from two years old, just sitting there, or maybe three, I don't, I don't really know, but sitting there watching cartoons about Barbies or if you're a male, you know, all, all the boy stuff like Tonka, <laughs> Tonka trucks and Lego, then of course you're going to have a lot of work to do, you know. It's absolutely amazing and how we are programmed in every area of our life. If you've got a shitty relationship with money, I can nearly guarantee you've got a shitty relationship in some areas of your relationship because money has been something that you have probably bonded over if you've gone into scarcity or fought over. It's created a stress and you you may even be with somebody who has got a matching money mindset to you. Now, bonding over scarcity is actually toxic. Now, my husband and I, we used to do this all the time. We didn't realize it, but we'd be like, okay, we've got a challenge ahead of us. We don't have any money. We've got a challenge ahead. How can we create more? What can we sell? Oh my goodness, we don't have enough. Okay, what's our five-year plan? If we work our asses off, we might be able to save for an overseas trip. And I'm like, five fucking years? Oh my God, by the time I actually get anything with this money mindset, I'm going to be like 80 and I'm going to be too old and I'm not going to be even going to be, be fucked to actually travel. Like, and it's when I started asking, there's got to be a better way. It's got to be a better way. Where are you playing this out in your relationships? Where are you stuck in the mindset that money has to be saved dollar by dollar by dollar by dollar? The harder you work, the more you'll get. Maybe one day you'll have nice things when you retire. That's another program. Oh, when I retire, I will be able to have free time and the government will pay me a pension. If you're in New Zealand, in Australia, I think that's what they do. That's a program. That there is a promise from the government that if you work your ass off and pay big taxes and put your money in the bank so they can use your money to create a lot of money for themselves, whoever owns the banks, then you will be greatly rewarded when you get old and you're in your house and you're fading away in those last few years, you'll be able to feed yourself. Hmm. Can you see the programming there? What if that was all just 
an interesting structure that has been created, a system. What if you could change all of that and go, fuck it. Me and money are going to play. I'm going to clean up my own shit, pretty much. I'm going to clean up my own shit and realize that I've got some money mindset issues right now. And that this is not actually my fault because I've been conditioned very heavily and programmed heavily. People don't just have little money problems. They have huge problems. In fact, this entire world has a huge problem with money. It's one big toxic relationship in a system where the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, and the people that are sitting there in the like middle class are average as fuck because they don't want to expand past the tribe and do well for themselves without even acknowledging that the better that they do, the more they can help everybody else rise up as well. Hmm. So I'm going to let you sit on that. And I'm going to invite you to allow yourself to be triggered. Allow yourself to, you might want to, you might want to actually listen to this a few times. Because money, this is the last thing I'm going to say. Money is a beautiful resource. This is what I say to people who they will complain about not having systems and structures and strategies in their business. They, they don't have enough money. They don't know how to begin. I say to them, you, if you open your eyes and you see the free resources that we have all over social media, there's resources out there and they will use you or you can use them. And this is the same thing with money. It can be used for the higher expression or the lower expression. It's completely up to you. So there's a big money problem. We can't deny that. But it can be flipped around. And that is what I realized. My relationship got flipped around and so did my money reality. In the last two days, I have made $5,500 in two days. How have I done that? It hasn't been by working my ass off. In fact, a little secret right now, I'm recording this in bed right now and the time is 20 to 10 in the morning. This is me working hard, right? Like, <laughs> so, and I went to the beach four times yesterday and the day before that I didn't work. So within two days, I have made $5,500. Actually, it's been more than that. Three and a half of that was in cash and the other 2000 was on payment plans. I don't tell you this to make you feel, you know, inferior or try to impress you. I'm not trying to impress you, but I'm trying to kind of let you know that your mindset is everything. And I know that money works for me. I know that the world works for me. I know that it gets to work for me because I see everything as a beautiful divine light and resource. We can complain about, you know, the weeds growing in the garden, or we can actually acknowledge that a lot of those weeds are usually plant medicines or they have a purpose. Everything 
is a, is literally a point of view, an interesting point of view, a silver lining. Everything is magical, including if you're at fucking rock bottom right now and you've got no money, great. There's only a way up. If you are realize that you are middle class and you're like, oh my God, I've settled. I'm stuck in the system. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Don't be average. Be extraordinary. Five and a half thousand dollars in two days is not a lot of money, but of course that would have been, oh my God, about five months worth of money for me a few years ago. You know, last week it was eleven thousand dollars I made. So $16,000 in, in eight days is pretty impressive. You know, like that's only because I believe that money is working for me and I get to use money and I'm generous with my money. I don't throw it away. I will buy my brother's shoes because it feels so good. I'm not trying to prove anything. I'm not trying to overgive. I'm just being true to myself. And I know that I'm worthy of all the money in the world because I truly know that it's up to me with how much I have. So wherever you are, there's always another level. And that if you see it from the point of view, is the more money you have, the more you can help people. I would love, love, love to support charities. Charities for um, human trafficking, you know, charities to make a difference. To make a difference, not just to feed a machine that is going, awesome, thank you, keep depositing your money into this bank so I can go and make 10% interest in all the money that you bring into my bank. You know, like, I'm not saying banks are bad, but we've got to be clever in how we use them because we are in one big machine. How do you want to play this game? That's a question. I'd love to know your thoughts on this and your ahas, and I would love for you to share this as well. If you think this could make a big difference for somebody in your reality, this is just the touch on money mindset. This is just the touch point of money aligned. If you are ready to smash out this and and start really kind of, you know, breaking this wheel in a matter of speaking, book in and sign up for money aligned. Let's go. At the moment, I have it for a special it is my beta. It's my first time around. So I love to give 50% off for this. So you can see the link below if you are listening to the podcast right now in the show notes. You can DM me. You can uh, message team halo healing at gmail.com. So my team can help you um, with um, signing up to Money Aligned and let's get you some money. Listening to today's episode. I trust that you got those golden nuggets that you required to shift your consciousness, to expand your awareness, and to turn up your capacity. I invite you to share this podcast with anyone that you feel would benefit from it, and also share the golden nuggets that you have learned with your friends, family, and of course, clients. You can contact me if there's anything that you want to specifically share with me or if there's anything you want me to specifically share on the podcast. You can check out the show notes and find me on my socials and myself or my team will get back to you. My heart to yours. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you soon.